Welcome to the Unleash Your Blog Podcast. I am your host, John Meese from johnmeese.me. This show is designed to help you build a profitable online business from your blog, even if you can only spare 30 minutes each day. Every week, you'll be getting a behind-the-scenes look at what strategies are working right now for real-life bloggers, people just like you. Are you ready? Let's unleash your blog together. This is episode 23 of the Unleash Your Blog podcast, and today you're going to be listening in to a coaching call with Dr. Noelle Lumpkin. Now, Dr. Lumpkin is a traveling doctor who's been doing locum tenens now for 12 years as an anesthesiologist traveling all over the U.S. and doing medical missions internationally, but she wants to use her blog and the book she's already self-published to help other medical professionals, nurses, doctors get into this industry. But first, she has to figure out what products to focus on, what's next, how does she focus on her blog. So I hope you get a lot of value out of today's podcast episode. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you in part by Notable Themes, a company that I helped create to help new bloggers launch professional websites without having to mess with the technical side of online business. Notable Themes is the only place you will find sleek and simple WordPress themes, plugins, as well as hosting services all in one place. That means we are your one-stop shop for building a blog-based business online, whether you are just starting out from scratch or optimizing what you already have. Get started today by heading to yournotabletheme.com. Well, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? We've interacted before. I remember by email, I think we had a, if I remember correctly, I think we had, uh, you worked with Notable Themes, Riley Design to get your header image updated and that kind of stuff. Yeah, very good. Um, So uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and what brings you here? Well, I have been an anesthesiologist now for going on 20 years, and for the last 12 years, I've been doing what's called locum tenens, and it's a part of medicine that a lot of people aren't familiar with. It is simply providing temporary coverage for whatever length of time is necessary. And nurses have done this for years. People, oh, I I know traveling nurses, but people don't realize Mm -hmm. physicians do this and have been doing this for over 40 years. Okay. And I've been doing it long enough now that... You know, I have enough people ask me, well, how do you do this? How does this work? As you know, there's a lot of uncertainty in medicine these days, not only on the patient side, but on the physician side. And so last year I wrote a book on how to do this. Okay. What's the book called? It's called Road Warrior Physician. And I had some interest and even from my, one of the agencies I work for and actually went and spoke at a conference of theirs about my experiences and and how to approach it even as an agency. And so someone said, well, you should work on a website for this because I not only travel for work, I also do medical missions. And hmm. so they said, oh, we want to know how to do medical missions. And so I've created this website, but, you know, to be perfectly frank, I've sort of created it like a redheaded stepchild. And I pay attention to it once in a while, but not as much as I want to. And so I kind of want to know, I've had people want to, you know, want me to speak and all this stuff. And I want to know, is this a, a new avenue in what I'm doing? that I could capitalize on in terms of speaking or writing or what have you. Okay. Your And your blog itself is about this journey of yes. you as, okay. So it's just about your kind of adventures journeying as a traveling doctor. Well, and just some of the things that you encounter as a traveling doctor, or even as, mm-hmm. as someone who travels. So even a business person or what have you, because I am a business person, but I, I yeah. do with medicine, but there's certain things that you deal with in terms of, doing this as a physician that you wouldn't do if you were, say, an accountant or what have you. But there okay. are a lot of the things as far as traveling on living life on the road for long periods of time is, is applicable to a number of situations. So at this point, who would you say your target audience is or your like the ideal reader of your blog? 
I would say, first and foremost, it would be other physicians or other healthcare professionals who are going to be traveling. Okay. So that would that include traveling nurses then? Yes. Okay. I, I, I've, I actually know a couple of traveling nurses, so I'm familiar with that. But no, I, I think other than when you and I have talked over email, I hadn't, wasn't really familiar with um, traveling doctors. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so you already wrote a book. Yes. Um, do you have any other products or services already at this point for, the, for that audience? No, I, mean, I, I wrote the book in part because I've had enough people ask about it, and I thought, well, yeah. someone said, oh, you should write a book. And so I had a period of time where I didn't have any assignments, and I thought by golly, I'm going to write a book. And so hmm. I used Ch uh, Chandler Bolt's self-publishing school. Oh, wow. over the course of a month, I wrote a book. And That's excellent. Yeah. Uh, right, you know, just, and, and also interesting timing, because uh, registration for, the latest opening registration for self-publishing school closed last night. Right. While you and I were talking. So interesting timing here. But I imagine you didn't take it this last time. This was a while ago, right? Right. This was last year. Okay. That's excellent. Okay. So, and so it's a self-published book. Are you selling on Amazon? Uh, yes, it's on Amazon. Great. Okay, so and I, I can already see a number of different directions we could take this conversation. Um, do you have any kind of like, I guess, big burning question or like if, if you got one thing out of this coaching call, what would you like to learn? What would you like to walk away with? I think what I'd like to know is with what I already have done, what would be mm -hmm. the next step to move this forward instead of, you know, it's like, okay, fine. I've written a book, check, you know, but what do I go from, where do I go from there? You know, should I write yeah. people that go, oh, are you going to write another book? And I'm like, to me, it's sort of like asking a woman if she's just given birth, are you going to have another baby? And you're like, whoa, you know, time out, you know, that's a really good analogy. My yeah, wife is due in four weeks. For yeah, <laughs> yeah so exactly. I'm very familiar with that analogy. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, you know, you know, you, you know, it's a lot of work and, and not that it was painful necessarily, but it's a lot of work. And you think I want mm -hmm. a, bre a breather from that, but can I do more than simply write a book? And can I create a blog that is, you know, more than just me keeping track of what I do at work, but can it be useful to others? Okay. Oh, great. Great. Okay. So what's next basically? Yes. Um, now what, what's your goal with this blog? I would like to create a, a platform for people who are want to do what I'm doing or thinking about doing what I'm doing and give them a sort of a roadmap on how to do this because there are a lot of things, having done this for over 10 years, you know, I'd like to make it so that people don't have to repeat some of the mistakes I've made. And I always say that an expert is the person who's made all the mistakes there are in a very narrow field, you know? <laughs> and so... Yes. So people are saying, like oh, that. you're the expert. And I'm like, well, you know, that's kind of like a, a mixed blessing. You know, yes, I'm an expert, but it's because I've made all the mistakes there are in this very narrow field. I think that analogy is perfect. Um, okay, so with your blog, at this point, you want to help traveling physicians or other healthcare professionals learn how to, how to do that, to do medical missions or right. to travel for work as a locum tenens. Mm -hmm. Is your goal to transition towards... I guess making money from this blog and turning that into a side of your business or yeah, taking I'd like over to know your business if, at some point? If there is interest, you know, if there would be enough interest to make money from it. Um, the other thing that I've been working on in part through some people I met when I was doing a mission with Mercy Ships was speaking, which mm. is sort of so beyond what I would have thought of myself 20 years ago, you know, but I've had people say, no, you should capitalize on speaking and speak to new physicians, older physicians, and, and other healthcare professionals about what it is to what you do, and also on missions. So in, in Mercy Ships actually asked me to be on their speakers bureau. And and so I'd like to know, well, is it, would it be writing? Would it be speaking? Or is there something else I haven't even thought of at this point? Yeah. So I think you have a few different options. Um, we can talk 
first about how to serve that audience, and then second, kind of transition into talking about how that turns into products uh, okay. and services. Because mm-hmm. I think that I think you have a lot of options there. On the first part, I think I like the clarity you've got on your target audience. I do think you know make sure you stay super clear on what it is you give them or what problem you solve for them because it's very easy to get distracted. Like even though you know you're serving, like you're writing for traveling right. physicians or healthcare professionals, as far as the topics of stuff on your blog. I think it all needs to tie back to solving a problem for them. So it sounds like for them, the problem is probably that they're interested, at least somewhat interested in the idea of traveling for work. Right. But they have no idea how to get started. They have no idea where to find locum tenens opportunities or what types of legal or, or you know, insurance concerns they need to t- take into account. Right. Um, that kind of stuff. So I would just say like on the first part, I think – if that's the problem you need to solve, just make sure you stay really clear on that because it could be very easy writing from your own perspective. I'm sure you've learned lessons on all kinds of different problems. Right. But if you end up trying to write about the solution to all of those problems, then you'll end up distracting your audience and they'll be confused about where you're coming from gotcha. because they're really coming for you for like the solution to that problem. Okay. Um, does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. The second piece though, I mean, like, let's talk about the products and services. I think you have a lot of opportunities here. You mentioned speaking was outside of what you kind of originally expected. Yes. Well, how do, you, how do you feel about speaking as an opportunity? Uh, you know, it's something that I'm actually excited about. You know, okay. as a result of this one uh, person I met at Mercy Ships, I joined Toastmasters. And I've been in that for two okay. years. And it's really made a huge impact on my ability to speak before an audience. In fact, when I spoke last year at the conference in Salt Lake City, there's 150 people in the audience. If you told me 20 years ago I would have done that, I would have told you you were out of your mind. <laughs> you know? Well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I think speaking is great. And I think it's great specific in this situation. I will say like like that. So I've actually been doing some work um, recently with Grant Baldwin from thespeakerlab.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm helping him on a few different projects. We've been kind of like rehashing the way that they do their speaking training and that kind of stuff. Right. And so I've learned a whole lot because I've, I've done a little speaking, but I've learned a whole lot about public speaking in a very short amount of time working with them. Sure. So one of the things that really stuck out to me was the speakers who are the most successful are when they can come on a problem or a topic where they can present something that really is like a light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, you know, a light bulb moment is something where one moment you believe something or you don't know something and the next minute everything uh-huh. changes. It's the aha. So in your case, I think you have that because you're saying, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're saying that it is actually not too difficult to get started as a locum tenens. Right. But the the whole concept is overwhelming. Yes. So if you did do speaking, is that a topic you think you would speak on? Would just be basically on like how to start traveling for work as a healthcare professional or something like that? I think like you say, uh, a lot of people, even other physicians don't know how locum tenens works. To them, it's sort Mm -hmm. of like a foreign country they've heard of, but they've never seen. And they think, oh, I I thought I might like to go there, but I don't know how to get there. And it is kind of an unknown and people don't, they're even stunned when they realize I do this full time. I mean, this is my job. I, I work part time temporarily full time, which seems like an oxymoron, but that's what I do. And I think it is an unknown to them and even to other hospitals who are like, well, now how do I look for people who do this? And, And I've also joked that through the years, one of the things I actually put on my LinkedIn profile is that I call myself a group profiler. I can walk into a hospital and work with a group within one week and I go, I know why you can't hire someone. You know, you're hiring mm-hmm. the wrong people or you're approaching it. You know, you have a certain personality for your group and you need a similar personality working with you or there's going to be conflict. 
And, and so I think that's the other thing I think I can offer hospitals is that let me profile your group, you know, like an FBI profiler. It's like every group has a personality, good, bad, indifferent. They all have personalities, whether they believe it or not, you know, and so I think that's the other thing to... Okay, so that's interesting. So it sounds like you're saying that there's also a couple different opportunities where you could be talking to the hospitals or the healthcare groups themselves, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so I think, and I think it's important to keep the distinction that at some points you may be talking just to healthcare professionals, meaning like doctors, nurses, that kind of stuff. And at some point you're talking to, you know, hospital executives, corporate managers. Part of that is like, the, like you just said, like the profile, which kind of just like, I guess like an HR strategy almost like. Right. But also, are they familiar with, are, are hospitals typically familiar with how they can hire a locum tenens? I mean, do they know? I'm wondering like, are both sides unclear or is the hospital side clear and it's the doctors who are confused? I think that the hospitals, as far as hiring locum tenants, they're familiar with it because they're all having to rely on them. I mean, whether you know it or not, probably every hospital you've been to has several locums physicians there. In fact, it's exploding mm. in certain fields. But when it comes to hiring full-time people, I think it's just sort of like a shotgun approach. They send out, you know, an announcement, yeah. hire, you know, Providence Anchorage is hiring, and they don't really do any work into actually matching up people properly. I always say that, you know, they need like eHarmony meets monster.com, you yeah. know, where you kind of match skills and personalities together. Okay, so but on that on that point, you're not talking about local tenants, you're talking about actual like full-time employee positions. Right, but I also say that like locum tenants, because we do see so many things, we can recognize what they need better than probably their HR can because they're not in the okay. midst of it. Yeah, so let's talk about that for a second, because I think that's a really promising opportunity, but it could become a huge distraction very quickly. Yeah. And so here, my thoughts on that are, right now you have an opportunity to focus on serving essentially the users, right? Or like the doctors who are like using the locum tenens kind of network, basically to to travel around, whether full-time or part-time, to work at different locations all over the world. But you also have, in a sense, the consumers of the problem you're trying to solve. The consumers in this case are the hospitals who need someone to fill a locum tenens position. Now that, that sounds super clear. You focus on just serving that audience mm-hmm. and you will succeed because it's a niche audience that has a real need that you can, that you can, you can help solve. Mm-hmm. The second one is attractive because the truth is you probably know what you're talking about. You've been to a lot of hospitals and you can go into a hospital and you can say, Hey, look, I'm essentially your, you know, consultant or I can, I can come in and as an, as a locum tenens doctor, but also evaluate your entire, you know, corporate culture, your entire, you know, help you advise your HR in terms of what types of skill sets or personalities they need to include, that kind of stuff. I think you could do either, but, and this is just my opinion, but if you do both, you will either fail or you will eventually succeed, but it will take a lot longer to get there. Okay. The truth is I talk about online business, right? Like how to make money from your blog. That's what I talk about. That's not the only thing I know how to do. That's not the only thing I know how to teach people to do right? There's a lot of other things I could teach on. And I think that I know what I'm talking about. And I would probably be able to help people. But I've tried that in the past talking about multiple topics. And when you do that, people don't know where you fit in kind of their mental Rolodex, right? right? Mm-hmm. That's the problem you need to fight is that you need to make sure that immediately someone think, when someone says John Meese, I want them to think, oh, he's the guy that teaches me how to make money from a blog, right? Right. Or like online business, 30 minutes a day, you know what? That's what I want them to think. I don't want them to think, oh, John Meese, he's the guy that sometimes talks about productivity and like theology, but also he has an economics degree and, you know, yeah. wrote an ebook yeah. on how to use Bitcoin, digital currency, you know, and like I don't want people to be confused. Focus. All those things are true, by yeah. the way. But like I don't, I have a degree in economics, I have a degree in Spanish. 
I don't, I don't talk about those things. Um, I know them. I understand them very well. I studied political theory for years, but it's a distraction. That's why I said clarity is what I was seeking. Yeah, yeah. No, so I think, I think honestly, both things you described to me sound like great opportunities. But we live in an era where what you don't need is opportunity. What you need is focus and execution. Right. Um, so I would, I would really caution you on that in that I, I, it sounds like it could be a really attractive thing to be kind of like the, I'm your consultant. I come in and give you kind of like an undercover boss type perspective. And I think you could do that and you could build a business on that. And you could, it could be lucrative because you could charge hospitals extra for that service on the top of your locum tenants or something like that. But I think it would be very difficult to build that and build what you're currently building, which is kind of your blog that's towards healthcare professionals. So honestly, I think you could do either. Do you know off the top of your head which one sounds more attractive to you? I think I would rather help other physicians, first of all, because I think they know they, some of them, you know, just don't know where to go with this. Whereas with hospitals, it's like, I know that many of them need the service. I don't think they know they need the service, you know? And so it's like, I'd have Mm. to sell myself first and then build on that and go from there. And that's, and that's very difficult to do is to sell someone the solution to a problem they don't know they have. Right. Right. I think, it, like you say, it could be a lucrative thing, but I think it would take a lot longer to build on that. Just to, like I say, to convince, you'd have to get, you know, more than a couple hospitals to say, yeah, we didn't know we had this problem and she solved it and then go from there because then it's just, yep. the money might be bigger for the one assignment. But I think at this point, what I'd like is to have a few streams of income instead of like one big lottery winning, you know, payment for, for a consulting fee. Um, at least at this point. Well, I know, and that's, and that's good to recognize. And so it sounds like you need to focus on the blog targeted towards healthcare professionals, doctors or nurses who want to learn about traveling to offer, well, not just traveling specifically, but traveling while working, you know, offering their locum tenants care. So okay, so let's talk about products and services that you can create to serve that audience. Okay. Um, I think speaking is a good one, but speaking is just kind of a very similar to consulting in that it's like, it's not passive it's not ongoing it's like when you speak you typically get you know a nice check and then you don't speak for a while right and there are speakers who speak 40 to 80 times a year but that's kind of just adding to your already busy travel schedule right so i think speaking is a good opportunity but let's talk about some other options so this self-published book um how do you promote it right now i don't i really haven't done too much in terms of promoting it i've just you know okay. i put it you know i put a picture on my blog and that's about it you know okay I've, done a few a few Facebook ads and stuff like that but I haven't really done anything a clear marketing strategy and that's the thing is there's so many options out there and you kind of go uh where do I go you know what yeah. do I use do you do you have a following of your own on your blog right now in terms of either email or social media very small I have probably more on say Facebook than I do on the actual blog okay well then it sounds like I mean if your long-term strategy is to grow the blog then it sounds like I guess step one of that is to commit to growing the blog and so when I made that commitment what I did was I didn't stop posting on social media but probably three out of five times when I post on social media, it's kind of the start of the story, but leading back to my blog where the full story is. So like if there's something I wanted to talk about or share, I'll write about it on my blog and that becomes my home base. And so whenever I'm on social media, I'm just redirecting people back to that home base. Gotcha. Um, so if you if you really want to commit to growing the blog, I think you're going to have to do that. So even if you have a good grid following on Facebook, that doesn't mean stop posting on Facebook. Right. It just means post Hey guys, I have this really great story about last week, this thing I learned, something I wish I knew however many years ago when I was getting started traveling for care. Click here to learn, read the full story on my blog, you know, something like that. Yeah. Because that allows you to bring people back to your blog and then you can really focus on how your blog does two things. One, 
generate leads or emails, basically get people on your email list, and two, generate sales of some kind. So in this case, that means you should probably have a link to your book somewhere very prominent where people can um, find that, click that, buy it. And actually, there's there's just a side note here. There's multiple benefits to you prominently displaying your book on your website. Okay. One is you'll probably generate some sales, mm-hmm. right? Some people are going to click through and buy it. The other is it immediately gives you expert status. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as someone sees that you have a book, even if they don't buy it, they go, oh, she wrote a book. Yeah. I mean, like, literally, it's like, like it's like she's the one who wrote a book on the topic. I mean, literally. So it, all of a sudden, everything else you've written on your blog becomes more of a trusted source immediately just because you have a book. Right. Yeah. So I would say, I would say like, that would be one thing I would really encourage you to do is to kind of refocus on bringing everyone back to your blog every time and then really thinking about your blog from a customer experience perspective and saying, okay, when someone gets here, what do they see? What do they do? What do you want them to do? Okay. Um, I think you can expand into other products and services, but I'd really encourage you to make the most of what you have first. Because if you already have a product, you have a book, and you already have a blog, that's a great start. Okay. All right. Now, once you've started that process, we guess we can talk briefly about what to do after that. Other than speaking, have you had any other ideas about other products or services that you would like to offer for this audience? You know, I've tried to generate some other ideas thinking, well, what else could I offer? You know, should I do something on tools for the road kind of thing, you know, things to make your life easier? Or people said, oh, you know, you should create like the Road Warrior Physician brand type thing. And so I thought, well, maybe like the Road Warrior Physician uses Evernote or the Road Warrior, you know, just how that can make your life on the road much easier or something like that. Because I thought, well, you know, I have sort of, you know, struggled with the idea of what else could I offer other than sitting down and writing another book and, you know, what's someone mm-hmm. want another book. So those are the things I've, I've sort of struggled with. Some people said, oh, you know, would you want to do a podcast? And I'm like, I don't know if there'd be enough interest in that or not, or if that's something to consider. Because I've heard other people say, oh, that's, that's the way to sort of develop more of a following or what have you. Well, I, I think it's true that podcasting is a great marketing avenue, a great way to get more traffic and followers. But that only matters once you know, once you like, you have a plan for what to do with right. that traffic. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a good point. Let's talk about that for a second. You mentioned that you have a bunch of ideas for products, but it's really difficult to figure out kind of which one is the idea to pursue. And it's really easy to come up with a long list of ideas. But like you said, you could write another book, but that doesn't mean anyone ever, anyone's going to actually buy it. You right. Know? Do they Do they even need it? Right. So and what I would encourage you there is to just make, and this is a mental exercise, really, where you, to make a mental transition to set aside all ideas about whatever product you could create, whether it's physical, digital, in person, whatever, and just focus mentally for a season, and this could just be a day or a week or whatever, on reflecting on and talking to your target audience and figuring out what are their most burning problems or burning issues, right? What are the most pressing problems specifically related to what you're working on, right? And then you work backwards from there to say, okay, well, what can, solution can I create Let's back up. In your own journey, when you were just getting started, right, what inspired you to first pursue the idea of being a locum tenens doctor or physician? Initially, there were a couple of things. One is I was dissatisfied with my current job mm-hmm. and was starting to look for other jobs. And then I happened to meet a locum tenens physician at a conference, and she told me what she did. And at that time, I did not realize people could do that yeah. as part of their living. Some people always did just to fill in, you know, as needed. And so that kind of inspired me to take a hard look at that. Okay. So I'm thinking through this process, you know, just thinking back as if I were in your shoes and tell me, I guess when you were first considering this, did you look for an opportunity to make the leap and start doing this full time? Or did you start with sort of like a trial opportunity as a locum tenant somewhere? 
No, I pretty much drove off into the deep end and started okay. doing this full time. <laughs> Good. And it worked. It worked. It worked. Yeah, I said I would give it two years. I'll, I'll, I'll see if it'll last, okay. if I can make a living for two years on this and see if I still like and it. how'd you get your first Dilgum Tenens opportunity? Through an agency. Yeah, so I'm just thinking that this kind of is similar to, like I mentioned, like Grant Baldwin's uh, The Speaker Lab. They're, you know, just people who are interested in getting started with building a speaking business, that kind of stuff. The biggest roadblock for them is getting that first paid speaking gig. And so that's his flagship course is called Booked and Paid to Speak. And it's all about how to get your first paid speaking gig. And it's done really well because it because once someone crosses that threshold, like that's kind of like the first major roadblock. Right. And so in this one, I don't know if it's maybe maybe there's some kind of product or service you can offer around getting your first locum tenens opportunity, or maybe it's finding the right agency. I think you have opportunities there, I guess. It sounds like that's probably the first hurdle for someone to overcome. Right. You know, and honestly, this you could even have a free opt-in that's something like, is locum tenens right for you? Right. Yeah. And then they go through and they answer, the, you know, and you kind of compare the two lifestyles of a locum tenens physician versus a, yeah, you know, a resident idea. physician. Like yeah. yeah. When, when you can get really, really clear on what's kind of the first major roadblock or problem for your audience that you can help them solve, then it's really easy for you to come up with, like I just did, like just say, like, here's a free version, an email opt-in, right? Right. You know, and you can also create a paid version of that, which is like a, you know, maybe it's a one-on-one consulting call where you ask them about their preferences, about their experience, and then you pair them with an agency you recommend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or you talk to one of the doctors in your network and you get them their first locum tenens kick. I'm just saying, like, you have opportunities here and you know better than me about how to execute on those. But the main takeaway here, I think, is to focus on the roadblock or the problem that you can solve and build products and services around that. And there are multiple problems in this, the customer journey, I guess, for this audience. For sure. Yeah, there are multiple roadblocks, but that first one is huge for most people getting into a new industry. So it sounds like that's where you should probably focus your attention. Yeah, no, that's that's a very good idea because I've tried to, you know, I've written articles about life on the road and things like Mm -hmm. that. But I thought, yeah, that should go back to square one because I think yes. I've been doing it so long, I forgot, oh, yeah, how did I get into this and how? what are the hurdles to do? You know, and I cover some of that in the book, but I think maybe like say to take a part, that's what I've tried to figure out too is like should I take parts from the book and do like a small, like I say, opt-in or something where you can say, oh, you know, talking to an, how to talk to an agency because that's one of the chapters is how to talk to an agency, the questions you should ask. Oh, yeah, I think that's great. I don't really like when someone presents, like when I go to someone's blog and their opt-in is like, download the first two chapters of my book. And then I'm like, that's not very exciting. No, no. But if you say, learn how to find the perfect agency, then I'm just like, boom, I'm interested. Even if it's the exact same content. Literally, it's like, it's a chapter from your book. Right. The point is you're, you're selling them on a transformation that they will take. And so when they go through that, you can very easily link at the end and be like, oh, by the way, click here to get the full book. And it's also something you should be doing in your blog post is when you write a blog post, even if you're not quoting your book per se, you can say, well, I cover this in more detail in my book, but I want to give you a quick snapshot of, right. and then every time you do that, you link to your book on Amazon and you generate more sales. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah, no, that's very helpful. That helps kind of define how to use these uh, more effectively, I think. So. Good, good. Okay. You feel, you feel ready to go forward and execute on that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. No, this, this helps. Like I say, what I wanted was just some clarity and, and sort of focus. Clearly, I, you know, I, I, I'm willing to do the work. I just need to know where I should take the next step. So I think this is very helpful. Well, do you feel like you have a solid plan now? Yes, I do. Yes. Good. Well, I'm eager to see you execute on it. And we'll talk once you have some results. I'd love to check back in and see how it's going. Okay, will do. Will do. Thank you, Noel. Thank you for your time. Thanks a lot, John. Appreciate it. Would you believe that it's possible to build your online business in just a few hours each week, even if you already have a full-time job? Think about it. What could an extra $500 or $1,000 a month mean for your family? 
what would be possible if you doubled your household income one year from now? I am living proof that this is 100% possible, and I want you to experience that same success. You can get a crash course in online business strategy today by joining Project Launch Bootcamp, an online training program I've developed with a couple of other friends who also make a living from their blogs. You don't have to do this alone. In fact, if you join today, I will meet with you one-on-one for coaching free of charge. You may even be featured on this show. Join today by heading to projectlaunchbootcamp.com. I hope you found today's podcast episode both helpful and insightful. And I want you to especially remember one of the takeaways from today's episode was to stay crystal clear and focused on the problem that you solve for your audience and not get distracted by all of the shiny object, interesting things that come up in front of you if they don't relate back to the problem you solve. As always, you can find the show notes and the links to today's episode of for everything we talked about, including Dr. Lumpkin's book and blog at unleashyourblog.com slash 23. You also have an opportunity there to download a free action guide that I put together with tools and resources to help you jumpstart your own blog. Until next time.